0: Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Sharlow. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey guys, this is Janie Charlo, your host of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. So, what we have coming up is actually a unique episode. Russell and I was actually on the Each One Teach One podcast with Oli Remy Sano, and uh, we thought we should share it on Matters of the Heart and Soul. Um, It is Capacity to Love Part One, but uh, Russell and I get a little bit personal um, in the interviews. So um, sit back, guys, relax and check it out.
1: It says setting up your meeting for Facebook Live.
0: You're on because I see it on our end.
1: Okay guys, can you see me here? We are here live good with uh Russell and Janie. So we are going to go live with each one teach one for Ole Remy Sano today from the living room with two of my faves, Mr. Russell Bruce and Miss Janie Charlo. How are y'all doing today over there in ATL? Amazing. Yeah, we're great. Good, good, good. So guess what? Um, we are here today on March the 6th, and we are in Women's History Month, and because of that, we want to actually give a shout out to Black Girl Magic. Can y'all see that? Black Girl Magic wine. This is the red blend, and uh, we want to be able to always celebrate some cocktails, right? So I have my glass here because this conversation is gonna be a one that uh, will take us through <laughs> yeah. a couple of uh, issues and uh, a lot of good victories that we are seeing right now. So y'all welcome to Each One Teach One with Ole Remy Sano. I definitely am glad to have you all. And I just want you to introduce yourself uh, individually for everybody. Russell, I know you through mutual friends. We've been knowing each other for a very long time, kindred souls, kindred spirits, uh kindred intellects we share a lot of intellectual conversations about uplifting our community um Janie I also know you through mutual friends and I know all of what you're doing right now because I was able to um be privileged and honored enough to be on your podcast so I see you doing great things I know that you're in the health professions wrote a book a whole lot of great things in women's history month so I just want you all to introduce yourself a little bit more to everybody else
0: yeah so um Thank you, first of all, for inviting us to the podcast. Uh, we're really, really thankful for that. Um, I love always having an opportunity to speak on the things that I love to do. So um, I am Janie Sharlow. I am a family nurse practitioner. I also have a podcast, Matters of the Heart and Soul. Um, and on that podcast, we we talk about everything of the heart and soul to awaken everyone, humanity to everything that is already within Um, And I'm a recent author um, of Seven Steps to Mastering Emotions. And that has been um, a big part of what I've been talking on lately. So, yeah. Um, so happy to be- seven
1: steps to mastering emotions, and we actually, everybody needs that right now, going through um, COVID and some of the things that we've been through, the pandemic, a lot of social unrest. Um, we've had people that have lost a lot of jobs, and then in Women's History Month right now, we have to recognize that there's 2.5 million women that have just become um, jobless, uh, mostly because they've had to look for childcare or be home with their children during this pandemic so we have a lot to talk about in regard to managing emotions and all that but you're um also a mom right
0: i am a mom uh i am a mother we we both have kids so we have three between us uh, i personally have uh miles he is 11 and a half and russell has a 22 year old daughter nia and a 15 year old son noah
1: Nice. So Nia, speaking of Nia, Russ, I want you to introduce yourself because she uh, takes after my own heart. Nia's a volleyball player. Um, She is awesome and amazing. I watched her grow up in volleyball, watched all her videos. Um, And I know Noah is a basketball player like my son. Um, Noah has some amazing clips and I know he's going to go far like his dad. So
2: tell us a little bit about yourself too, Russ. Yes, I'm somewhat of a Swiss Army knife. I do a little bit of everything but the number one thing or the number one title I do hold is father. So once again, I'm the uh, father of two amazing children, Nia and Noah. And also uh, over the years I worked from home, I've had the luxury of doing so for many years, for over a decade, and was able to cook most of my children's meals and started off like doing things like buffalo fish sticks and it just evolved into bigger dishes you know and a lot of it stemmed from my travel during my engineering career around the country and tasting different foods especially down in Louisiana eating a lot of the Cajun foods (laughs) and I didn't want to have to catch a plane to go to New Orleans every year just to get crawfish at the bay or a boy, so I learned how to cook it myself from home so (laughs) That's kind of my story. Uh, I have a lot of other titles, like I said, but those two right now kind of rank up there. And I also authored a, a cookbook called Male Alchemy that's out there on Amazon. And behind the scenes, we're working on a couple other books, one of them that we'll discuss a little bit about today and uh, i'll let you introduce
1: that i think it's the actual title right yeah so we are going to hop right on into that and y'all might want to get you as i said a glass of wine or something good some, some adult beverages because um the topic today is the capacity to love and i think we need to spend a lot of time on it we don't have a lot of time but i definitely think we we need to spend a lot of time on this topic as a community as a society, um, I think there's so much more to give on the victory side and on the uplift side than we give. We tend to stay as a society on the, um, you know, I don't know what we should, we should call that. It's almost like a, an ongoing um, unending inability to mature. Uh, Jamie, you can help us out with that when we get into your topic. But when we talk about the capacity to love, we, there is so much more about us as human beings than we can be. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you all know, well, I do know that you know that um, I've been working on a huge project, which is the culmination of my 30 plus years um, in the arts and in um, cultural arts administration and as an entrepreneur working on education and uplift, but from an outside of the box perspective. So Fihankra Global Education is my new nonprofit and we are trying to get people to expand their minds on things not just about loving one another, which we need, um, you have to be able to love yourself and love others to have unity, but loving the world and seeing yourself outside of just yourself or just your nuclear family or just your community or neighborhood and that kind of thing. So when we talk about the capacity love, we're talking about the capacity to love yourself, to love one another, to love someone else and to love the world in a different way. So I just want to kind of hop on in. Um, Jamie, Jamie, if you can, let's let's show your book. I know you have a copy of that there. Let's put your book up real quick. And then I want to ask the first question of you. If you can hold your book up and tell us a little bit about your book, I'll ask the question after that.
0: Yeah, um, seven steps to mastering emotions, uh, gaining emotional intelligence and getting the best out of life. Um uh, We are emotional beings. Emotions is just energy in motion. Therefore, you are walking around a ball of energy. Mm -hmm. So a ball of emotions. What are you putting out every single day to your family, to your friends, to your coworkers? What are your emotions saying about you? And a lot of people don't understand that they're emoting, they're emoting, they're emoting And they're very oblivious, very unconscious, very unaware of everything that they're putting out. And what you put out is what is mirrored right back to you. So to master emotions, you have to master yourself. It's really about self-mastery. It's not about learning these tools to manipulate. It is learning these tools to gain self-mastery, ultimately to get to complete whole self-love and therefore that self-love expands and radiates out to the rest of the world and so it's very important um to to heal everything that's hidden um, from childhood from past relationships so that you could get to that that love that's there that's deep down you know in there in the core and you have to just pull back layers in order to get there But that's what Seven Steps to Mastering Emotions is all about. And um, honestly, this was some spiritual download that came to me and was like, you have to get it out, put it out, put it out now, get it out to the masses. Because as we could see, we're changing. The world is changing. And we have a lot of purging. People are purging. uh, The earth is purging. And we have to know how to effectively get through this time.
1: Yes. Well, with that, um, what I want to do is see if we can um, talk about like, how do you come, how do you understand that and in, in yourself and then get to being able to share that type of stuff with someone else and their capacity to understand that. So let me ask you in a different way. Let me come back around. How did you all meet? (laughs)
3: <laughs> so,
1: how exactly. did you all meet and then because you have to be able to two people have to be able to understand that type of stuff together to be able to have a continuous uh,
2: loving relationship so how did you all meet
0: okay russell
2: said he'll answer that, you that. <laughs> well once again we all met through mutual friends right yeah and, uh, she actually worked out at the same gym as I did. So I would see her occasionally.
0: We, we were always, I think in passing
2: yeah.
0: of each other and, you know, we've actually never been,
2: thought anything about Yeah. It.
0: We've gone to events.
2: And sat across the table yeah. from each other and said nothing no more than hello. Yeah. And, oh, exactly. that's who you are. And, and then years later we're here and, uh, yeah basically we we kind of got closer connected in a business partnership yeah uh, i guess you can yeah say.
0: so i was um very much in a place of divine relationships purposeful relationships that was all i wanted to attract to myself mm-hmm. um and i had started my weight management clinic and in in that i wanted to provide my my patients with someone that I could refer them to to do their meal preps. And mm-hmm. uh, Russell was, you know, very, I could from his postings from the food, I could tell that it, he was very much in touch with what he was doing. And that mm-hmm. was the type of energy I wanted to be a part of. Yes. And that was the type of energy I wanted my business to be founded on mm-hmm. someone that was very much passionate about what they did. Mm-hmm. And, um, so i reached out to russell to just uh see how could we partner how could he provide meal preps to my clients and mm-hmm. then it just was a conversation that went on and on and on and on
1: because <laughs> russ can't talk let me tell you, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. i know he'll say the same
2: thing about me <laughs> and, and it never yeah. ended. you know yeah. the thing is like when i was younger my godmother used to tell my mom i think something wrong with that boy because i didn't say much right
3: Mm-hmm. always, He's been I always knew it. I was different.
2: So it's like I sit around people like, why do they think like that? But, you know, as you get older and you really start understanding the world and life and, and you have something to say, and it's like at that point, you could talk nonstop. And, and no you know doubt. What I'm talking about It's like you could sit and talk around the clock without eating or whatever. And that, you, that spiritual energy, you feed off of it. Right? Yeah. But it was kind of ironic the way that she introduce her business to me and the way she presented it just the way she said it she was looking for divine relationships like she's not just looking for somebody that cooks she's looking at the total package right seeing that I was in a motivation inspiration and you know seeking deeper wisdom and so forth and you know and when I cook my foods it's like I incorporate everything into it the ambience you know candlelight you know music Everything you know, because it goes deeper than just food. You know, our ancestors. This was the way they expressed love, right? You know, on the plantation, they didn't have anything else, so it was like, "Let me cook you a meal."
1: That's the, that's a continuation. Even now, today, they still do that. If you're if you are served a plate of meal, a plate of food in someone's house, especially the elders, they're giving it to you with love, with energy. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I wanted to pick up on something that Janie said, which I think is really important. Um, let me just say this. The energy that we put out is the energy that we receive. And that's extremely important for people. Um, I think in our age category, I'm gonna tell you something that I saw on someone's Facebook page recently. This guy had like five or 600 comments on a question that he said, why are most black females or black American women uh, 70% single? That was his question. And it went on and on for weeks. This whole thread went on for weeks. I didn't even jump on here because I don't have that kind of time. But the point was, um, I think the question is, should be what kind of energy is, um, what type of energy or energies are Black women looking for in regard in regard to love? And I think that uh, what Janie was just saying is something that's extremely important because she said, I was looking for an energy that was, and she knew already what she wanted to incorporate in her life. She knew that what she wanted to incorporate in her business, um, her business goals were already defined. She was already working in her field. And I think that is extre- is extremely important because we do have the power to choose. We have the power to choose, but we also, combined with um, what Megan Good and her husband are talking about in the wait, we also have the power to not choose and to just sit and understand yourself and your energy while you're waiting to, you know, for that energy to come, um, or while you, find, you know, doing things on your own purpose until you actually meet somebody who kind of makes that collaboration, you know, come together for you. So that's extremely important because i don't think that the comments and the conversations that people are having around that around relationships and coming together and how people meet i don't think those conversations are around mutual energies i think the yeah
0: com- and um i was very even when you know when we i mean when we met things it was a magnetic draw and i also really want to make that clear too it wasn't um it was not typical, it was not a typical, um, meeting. It was, it was an alignment when Mm -hmm. I tell you it was an alignment because I had already put out intentions on what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I just allowed the universe to say, to show me And even when, when it kept coming, when all the the confirmations were coming, I was still like, wait, no, I need another confirmation. I I need another confirmation, but it kept coming. And so once that happened, I was able to surrender to to him right Mm -hmm. um but it was a magnetic draw and we were I was very clear with him on once we crossed the business line and got more personal on exactly where I was Mm -hmm. Um, you know I was not you know I I've been married twice I was not looking just to date or not looking to just hang out I was I was I'm on a mission you know I, I, I don't have a lot of time to waste You know, we, we don't, we're all here to, to carry out our mission. Right. um, He was able to meet me at that level as well.
1: So let me ask you a question, Russell, and I'm going to tell you from some real live responses that I've heard from uh, from men, this is on the capacity to love too. when people try to predefine a situation or you know look into or read into I hear a lot of things about women like, oh that must be why she's single or oh, you know what I mean she must be crazy. I mean, I don't think Jane, Janie is crazy. she wasn't crazy during the time where I knew her, I knew you, you all were not together. you know when you all got together and you actually put it on Facebook, I was so excited and I think we were myself and a lot of other people were cheering y'all on from the side you know what i mean but i knew you all you uh, you two separately and we weren't thinking something is wrong with her because she's single you know people say that uh, not only about me they say it to me i've had men that say oh it must be such as you know no we're if you're waiting and you're wa- working on purpose and you're um you have a lot of other things going on like being a mom you know i'm a mom Um, she's a mom, you know, we have a lot going on and we also have goals. And uh, y'all know as business people, we have to set goals and you have to work on those goals in order for them to come into fruition. So as a man, when you hear, um, you know, that type of conversation, what do you think about like in regard to the capacity to love? Because this this topic is one that we really need to spend some time on.
2: I've said it before, maybe we'll come back on part two, part three. Yeah, the the biggest problem is Most people are speaking to their fears. Like, if you ask the average man or woman for the most part what they want, they'll begin to tell you what they don't want.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know what I mean? So, it's like Google. If I went on Google and say you're a person to say you hate hockey and you go, No more hockey, guess what you get? You get a whole bunch of hockey links that pop up. Mm -hmm. The universe is interactive the same way. What people do is I don't want a person with bad credit. I don't want a person with kinky hair. I don't want light skin or dark skin. We talk about all things that really don't matter at the end of the day, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like, for example, one of the things I love about this woman, she's very intentional. Like, she doesn't even leave out that door unless it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And
0: that's so true. And
2: it's like, she doesn't wander aimlessly. She doesn't waste what she gets out of 24 hours in a day has thoroughly impacted me and people around me can see they're like why is he doing all these things or whatever it's like and here's a woman who sat down and pulled out a pencil and paper one day and said what's your goals wow <laughs> that's good Janie <laughs> whoa. like, what's your goals and, and let's put some time frames down and I'm like whoa she's like and she was serious I
3: bet she was yeah
2: and it's like and we revisit them, and we see that you know a lot of things are starting to happen because of the intent right right
0: and no and and with writing the goals, it was all it was all in love, like it wasn't okay, I need you to do this, this and this, no, it was like, um how can we both serve each other like Tell me what it is that you are wanting to do. What is your heart's desires? Because I want you to reach those. Like, mm-hmm. tell me what's in there. And it's it's really about pulling it out of him, right? It's like, yeah. how can we, what is it that you really want to do? If money was not an object and time was not an object, what is it that you really desire? Because right. when we're doing the things that we love, we'll do it over and over again, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're... Uh, we're we're in our highest vibration when we're when we're there and i was there and i wanted him to to understand that and so yeah
1: have you ever had any of those types of responses from people before us um like you know how how come you're single or how come you've been single for so long or anything like that
0: um so i when i date i've always dated everyone for a long time um so prior to Russ, I was married. So this has been the fastest, quickest thing that has really happened. And in in that marriage, we dated for a a very long time before marriage. But Mm -hmm. uh, Russell, again, everything was so fast, so quick. But I said, it's a magnetic draw. And that's why I knew that it was a divine energy at work.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And to sum it up and make it simple, it's like, and going back to your original question, like as far as how would a man perceive some of those questions that are being asked, mm-hmm. it's like with her, it, it was it was like we introduced our souls to each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like she's very pleasant yes. on the eyes, and I guarantee you, nine out of ten people would peg her totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's after I sat down and had the first say in-depth conversation with her. It was a business conversation, but it spun off into different things, and I could feel her energy and her spirit, and she's very soulful and empathetic, and, you know, and once again, she's very pleasant on the eyes. That's the least impressive thing about her.
1: That's where most people stop, though. Though You know that, right? Yeah. Stop on the surface.
2: It is, because we live in this 3D reality, and everybody's so physical, and it's like, they're looking at all the aesthetics to the point where now people have fake aesthetics. So it's like, yeah. you know, not only are you not, you're getting a representative, you know, you're getting a representative of the representative.
1: And yeah. not only that is becoming normative. It's becoming normative. Normal, um, yeah. Because people accept it and they just roll with that whole thing. There are industries built around it, like Black women's hair. Uh, you know, we have a whole nother spinoff conversation with stuff like that. You know, the amount of money that other communities make on us and our
2: outer look, you know? Well, because we're, we're thoroughly mm-hmm. taken advantage of because it's like, you know, our culture was destroyed and, you know, now not only is the, the American culture has been destroyed, the language has been destroyed and between male and female relationships, the lines have been blurred, you know? Yeah. There was a time when women didn't work, women had to put up with a lot of shiggity from men.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They no longer have to. So now, you know, like Miles Monroe, there's a great video on YouTube called How to Be a Better Man.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he goes into detail talking about how, you know, back, say, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, it was easy to be a man because the roles were defined. I go out, I make, make the money, and I go out and bring the bread home, and she cooks it, she cleans, you know she gives me sex, she takes care of the kids, and I just go back out and we repeat, repeat, repeat. That, you know, not even saying that was love. That's what the cultural norm was. But, you know, now that women are working, they've come into power, women dominate the workplace. There's more women today in the workplace than men.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, you know, like he said, is like, you know, you're going to bring on the bacon when she owns the company that makes the bacon, you know, and she has her own home and she has her own car and, you know, women have everything. So now you have to love them.
1: Well, then how does, and also that, that does not need to be a, um, what do you call it? A net negative. It's not a net negative. If someone has their own everything, but the other thing, here's the kicker. I was having a conversation with someone and I was saying that, you know, there, there has been, uh, the tables have turned and then People have individually starting uh, started to define what that looks like in regard to like women going this way and men going this way and people staying so individualized. But I like something that Janie said in that she was saying that she wanted to the writing of the goals was to be able to pull it out. but also for um, mature people, you should want to share those things with each other. You should want to be intentional with your goals and with what you're doing and um, you know you should be able to experience, you know, to me, compatibility on those types of things, not necessarily she has the this and she has the that. And, you know, now I'm lessening myself because somebody else has this and that going on. But how do you share those types of things without someone uh, feeling like they're less than because somebody might be sharper on that. And it might be helpful, like you said, to go through some some conversation and some exercise around goals and let just let the other person hear what you're about
2: you really have to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's like, it has to go from an I, me thing to a we, us thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? And it's like, we're not in competition with each other, you know, and and I think in society through religion and all kind of other things, you know, it's like everything has been so contaminated to the point where, you know, I personally feel that even the religion is a male chauvinistic religion.
1: It is most of the time. It's communicated that way.
2: Yeah, it blames faults on women, and it's like, oh, she's a help me, and it puts her in this subservient position. Where there, there would not be a man without a woman, you know. Right. Like we talk about, say, genetics. You know, you can get the the lighter from the darker, but you can't get the lighter from, or you can't get the dark from the lighter, vice versa. Well, you can get a male from a female, but you can't get a female from a male. True that is the most dominant species on this planet and God has selected them to bring all of us forth from an etheric realm into this physical realm and all that stuff's getting ready to come to fruition and that's why the return of the sacred feminine mm-hmm. is on the rise and women are rising to power becoming prime ministers and presidents and governors and mayors and what have you and it's like and it's not that women are going to dominate, but they're going to be right back side by side with the male. Because in our ancient culture, it was the queen mother that even the most fearless warrior went to before he did anything. And it's exactly. about
0: serving each other. It's not about being submissive one to the other. It is about serving each other. It, mm-hmm. it truly is about serving each other. I, I really wanted to um touch on Unconditional love as the foundation, however, because as a feminine energy, as me being a feminine energy, um, the best place I could ever be is in my own unconditional love. Right. As, as a feminine, as a woman, that is what I do the best. Mm-hmm. I'm nurturing by nature, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm that is what I I do. Now we we wear a lot of hats that sometimes we have to be in a leadership role, or sometimes mm-hmm. we have to be a more aggressive, or we have to um, do things that are slightly masculine. But just a masculine energy—it doesn't make us masculine. It's just that we have to put on that masculine energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as in your in your natural feminine role, you're 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 nurturing, you're loving,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and so that is. That is the greatest power of being Mm -hmm. a woman is the fact is your love is your unconditional love, you know, Mm -hmm. and so we have given that power up, you know, throughout throughout history we've given that up and I think it's an awakening back to divine feminine which is a love of compassion and empathy. And when we do that in the workplace, when we're loving in the workplace, when we can show compassion and we're not ego-driven because right. you cannot get to unconditional love if your ego is driving. The That's ego right. has to die, period. Mm-hmm. It has to die and on, on both sides. Um, right. You know, as, as masculine, men have... They're a lot more ego driven, but if you are going to be in a very successful, loving relationship that is based on love and unconditional love, you're going to have to surrender your ego.
1: That's right. And you're so funny that you said that because you said it explicitly. And then Russ, when he was talking, because I know him as a person also, he basically expresses and is a humble person like he has a whole lot. um, First of all, he gave a very modest introduction. That's number one, but he's also a humble person, a humble man. He doesn't lose any strength in his manhood from being, for being humble, but he just is that way. And I think because of that, he's able to hear and understand and listen and talk and converse and share and all that type of stuff. So you're not taking anything away from someone to sit and listen Um, and or to be vulnerable because unconditional love means that you have to be able to go through those vulnerabilities. You have to be able to talk things out. Sometimes you might not agree on things, but you have to be able to at least talk them out. And if you can't hear each other, like you said, where the egos exist and egos exist on both sides, male and female. But if that humility is there on both sides, then you really have, to me, a uh, deeper and wider capacity And a better chance at relationships. So, uh, that being said, I do know one of the things I know um, is I know Russell. I have a privilege, and I don't know if it was an honor. Maybe sometimes, maybe it's an honor for the friendship that we have for him to be able to talk through a prior relationship. And I think, and I'm gonna tell you something: energy is so real because when you have angst on a regular basis and you you can't it chips away from energy. It chips away from you being able to be productive. It chips away from you able, being able to um, do things like implement a business. It chips away from you being able to express yourself personally in things like what he does with cooking. And I want you to talk a little bit about that, like with your cooking, because um, I was I was able to hear some of the things that he experienced as a person just for, through friendship and knowing how you know that, that kind of took away from parenting. It took away from- ideas and ideas being able to be implemented it took away from just being able to be personally at your best and you know I'm a business trainer I'm a business mentor and a business leader and so I like to hear what Janie said um, a little while ago is extremely important I asked uh, one of my mentees she's a young lady she has children uh, she recently got married I asked her one time maybe about seven eight years ago when I first met her If she could do anything and money was not an object, what would you do? I said, what are your dreams? And you know what she said? I don't have any. Yeah. That was so powerful and, and, and on the negative side. I was like, OMG, internally. And she meant it because she, she had worked so much. She was a single mom. She didn't have the capacity to open up to much because her regular MO was going to work and trudging and struggling and trying to do these things on her own. But I know uh, Russell, number one, I know him consistently over time. I know that he's a hard worker. I know that he's a great dad. I know he goes to all his kids' sporting events. And then he wanted something greater. And I can see that and hear that. So Russell, can you talk about that? Because now you express that so well, but but you also have somebody who understands the capacity. So it makes it even greater for you to be able to share like your food and your recipes and your, you know, your pairings and, you know, his. he got an IG going that people love to see all his food and recipes. So talk about that from like having somebody and then what that can do
2: for you on the positive side. Yeah, so... And it's really kind of strange. Like, I, I didn't go to culinary art school, and I can't really say that it was some passion that I had. It's something that just happened, right? So, it's, it's like over the years, I just would cook different meals and, you know, and I'd take pictures of them because I just thought, I was like, man, that looks good. I would actually be impressed with myself with some of this stuff, right? And I would just start posting the pictures and, after seeing some of the responses, I just kept doing it. And one day I just looked at the body of work and I'm like, Whoa. And, uh, somebody said, man, you should open up a restaurant. Now we've talked about this plenty of times. Yeah. I'm into time, freedom and residual income. I'm not giving up my freedom to have a glorified Mm -hmm. job. No, indeedy. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Somewhere I'm
2: at 16 hours a day just to (laughs) own this business or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I do love to eat well. So, you know, I like to eat like a king. So I felt that it was best if I prepared those meals, I could eat like a king every day, right? So, um, you know, once again, it was just looking back at a body of work. And one day I just got the idea to put all of it together in an ebook and put an e-book out there, right?
1: Let us see it. Let's see a copy of it.
2: So just recently I put it together in a paperback meal alchemy have it on amazon meal alchemy and also we are currently working on a meal plan guide Mm -hmm. nice will be super super dope uh and and once again this tells you how the spirit works is there were several times where i tried to stop doing meal prep and stop doing different things like that but i constantly get pulled back in and each time it takes me to another level I created the sauce. I'm coming out with, um, you know, some different seasonings and so forth, like that. Mm -hmm. It was through the food that me and her became closer. Yeah. So it's like, that'll tell you how the spirit goes. It's like, we say that we want one thing, like the whole law of attraction thing. It's like, you may want Z, but God will place B and E in front of you first before you get there. And you just have to go with it, knowing that it's ultimately going to get you to where you want to go, you know? And Mm -hmm. I didn't know that where me and her at would happen. But after-
0: It was like we didn't know, but we knew something. But the more we talked,
2: (laughs) it was like, it, it just boiled down to the point, it was almost like dating yourself. Right. She is like the feminine aspect of me. And it it was so to the point where just early on, it was almost like I thought she could read my mind because it was like she would say I'm like, how the hell does she know that? (laughs) And so it's like I refused to lie to her and I've been totally transparent with her about everything. And it was only because she knows me. Like she knows me more than anybody. It's like
0: And that's that vulnerability that that you have to have, um, because, you know, we've, we've both lived lives before meeting. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we have, so it was very important for us to be very transparent and we're very transparent. I mean, mm-hmm. extremely, I mean, even things that, you know, you have, you have to swallow like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I I held that space, right. I was able to hold space for some of the things that he's experienced and same thing for me. And um, I think holding that space, being transparent, being vulnerable allows for even a deeper love to blossom.
1: So let's let's, uh, talk about that. How about giving like one, each of you giving like two tips for other people who are looking for love or wanna expand their capacity to love and um, two things that you think are very important in that if they are searching and then I'll, I'll uh, wrap it up with one more topic and then we'll take some questions from Facebook.
0: Um, I'll just say that if you are looking for something with staying power,
3: mm-hmm.
0: infinite infinite growth, infinite evolution, mm-hmm. I recommend that you highly have the foundation of unconditional God, love at the center. Yes. If you do everything in that energy and remember, love is just an energy, right? That's an emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, When you do everything in that energy, you can't go wrong. So we always say we're going to God together. We're Mm -hmm. we're walking to God together. And it's Mm -hmm. an infinite journey because Mm -hmm. it's just one lifetime. You know, we always say we've, we've done lifetimes together before this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in the next lifetime, you know, we plan to meet up.
3: That's right. So
0: I would recommend if you want that infinite journey, that ultimate staying power, when the physical goals, when the material goes, when, you know, all you can do is sit on the couch and have a conversation, you need, you're going to want that to be based on something that is solid. And love is it, Period. That's a
3: good one. What about you, Russ?
2: Well, I'm going to expound on what she said, and then I'll, I'll touch on something also. Because we, we spoke about this before. Uh, when she mentioned, the, she says infinite, right? Mm-hmm. People have short-term goals, long-term goals, you know, with life and relationships. But in relationships, for example, people may have goals, say, Okay, we're gonna get married. We're gonna have children. We're gonna buy a house. We're gonna put them in private school. We're gonna, you know, two people who are go getters that have you know adequate careers or whatever, they can accomplish that stuff in three to five years or whatever, and it's like then they get bored with each other because it was about all these other material things. Right. You know what I mean? So one day we were talking. I was like, but you have to have infinite goals. Hmm. To have something that doesn't have an expiration date, right? Right. So, like, my mind and my soul is something that's eternal and that will constantly grow. Like these physical bodies are equipped, they say, to for 120 years, right? Mm-hmm. So, even, even with that said, if we studied every day and meditate and prayed and hung out in a damn monastery. I still not knowing everything right right it's like but we will constantly grow and evolve and renew so it's like every day we try to be better and to learn something different and to meditate on it and to manifest and to do these different things so each day we're a different person so it's like it keeps it new and fresh So every day I fall in love with a totally different woman that's important man because I'm growing I'm not the same person I was when she met me a year ago right or two years ago so it's like because i'm constantly evolving you know mm-hmm. i'm not gonna like come into this woman's life and i'm sitting on the couch every sunday watching football drinking beer eating french fries and sitting back waiting for her to serve me and things like that there is no growth in that no doubt so and no.
0: that's the point i think you have to understand that as an individual each of us you know, you, Russ, me, we all should be wanting to constantly evolve. Right. And when we, when we talked, I told him, I said, I'm, I'm always, I'm always looking to grow. I said, I'm always looking to grow. Like Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, I'm optimistic. I love reaching my goals, but it's, it's really about just growth for me. It's really about just growing and, Uh, And so we talked about that. And it's kind of like, I'm going to keep growing for me and getting better. You keep growing and getting better for you. And I mean, if we're both doing that, it's like, how could anything go wrong here? And if you have people
1: who understand that going into relationships, then it makes it easier because you know that you don't know it all and you have some other stuff that you need to need to work on. I look at it as uh, constant improvement. That's what I look at it as, because I'm always learning, always growing, always sharing. I like to share information that I, that I come across with other people and help impact other people. But there's something that I think in global education, uh, which people don't look at education as global education, but I'm going to be pushing for that over the next few years one thing i know is that people need to start learning early on even in preschool who they are differently and i'm going to tell you what uh, one of my points that i'm going to be talking about even in my corporate trainings i'll be talking about this so we learn about ourselves and we learn things and you know maybe preschool kindergarten share share with others da da that type of thing but we need to learn um four concentric circles one who are you who are you in your family? Who are you in your neighborhood, right? And then who are you in the world? And your neighborhood can include your state, local area, whatever, but who who are you in the world? So we don't just learn about who we are. We don't learn just about who, are, who we are in our family. You know, we learn about who we are in our neighborhood or our local area and who we are in the world, who are other people. So we're learning against knowing other people and that to me helps you develop a different capacity because when you learn about other people and other cultures and you when you know differently then you have a whole lot more to measure yourself by you know what i mean you also learn at that point um is that what what you also learn in that point is that you don't know everything and there's a whole lot more always to learn look at him raising his <laughs> hand go this russ
2: talking about this matter of fact, we talk about this a lot and even if I could add something else to that, it's universal, right? And I'm talking about now where we are in this world. It's going to become more prevalent than ever that you know, we're not the only people here. In this right. World. And if you really study all the ancient scriptures and and texts, that somebody came from somewhere else here. Mm-hmm. And planted us here. Uh, most of the information is coming out that they come back and visited and possibly manipulated. The, the sons of God seen the daughters of men and seen that they were beautiful and had children. But there is a lot more to learn. And I think our history is as African descent or, or Black people. It's like it goes back through Africa into the angels and back to the Universal Prime Creator himself, or not himself, or herself, (laughs) him herself. This spirit—that's another thing in this society we got to get out of giving a a masculine or feminine uh, uh,
3: restriction and constriction of
2: of the Prime Creator, because that is so belittling of something that's so infinite. Mm -hmm. But yeah it's like i totally get what you're saying because you know it's like we we can't identify with our spacesuit that we're in ultimately but Mm -hmm. you do need to know where your beginnings and so forth in this physical reality has come from but we're spiritual beings having a temporary physical existence Voila! so we, Mm we have to take it beyond the physical And that's the same thing going back to relationships Mm -hmm. that has to go deeper than just the physical you know what I mean? There's
1: two. I do know what you mean. There's two points on that. Let me give you one that I'm not, I'm not sure if you all are aware of um, a page on Facebook. Uh, this is like, she's a, she's a men, mentee, a, a, a young sister of mine. I used to do her choreography back in the day in South Carolina when she was Miss Black South Carolina. Um, she would always do like African dance at the pageant level, which you never really saw people being that in touch with themselves and in tune with themselves to go against a whole industry that never showed culture, especially not back then. Now, it's kind of getting, you know, posh and everything to have an afro at the pageant level, but back then it wasn't. Long story short, she has a page called The Queen Code,
3: and on The Queen
1: Code, she's sharing different things about, um, you know, about personhood, womanhood, um, culture. Um, and we had a conversation the other day about cosmology. So I thought that was important what Russell was saying for two reasons. One, cause I wanna wrap this and then go to some questions if we have any on Facebook. One, learning about other cosmologies is extremely important because it takes you out of the myopic view of your own culture and people don't do it enough. And I'm telling you that because the response to what she had posted The other day, about some um, ancient Kemetic um, information and some other things, was, you know, people always try to fit ancient African culture into um, more recent Christian um, understandings that they may have. And they don't, it's only because they don't have understanding about uh, other cosmologies. You know what I mean? That's extremely important for us to know that we don't know it all, and not any one religion has um, information um, broad enough. To, to speak about other, no, other ways of knowing. And so there are tons of different ways of knowing in this world and in this globe. And then we have to look outside of the globe and look at the stratosphere. You know what I mean?
3: Oh. The, the book I
1: wanna offer at this point before we go to questions on Facebook, um, there's a book called, I think I've shared this with Russ before, called On Becoming Ancestors. It's by Ephraim Doncor. And what the the context of that book is, um, I read it a long time ago when I was in graduate school, but the context of it is that while we're here on earth, like what you say, we're all spiritual beings having human experiences, while we're here on earth, we should be behaving as if we want people to revere us in the ancestor world. So you don't go your whole life acting a fool or your whole life act being angstful toward other people and then expect to get respect in the spirit world. Does that make sense? Oh, and
0: in the spirit world, it's a oneness. And Mm -hmm. we have to look beyond, like you said, it's an evolution, right? So when you Mm -hmm. grow up as a child, you're in your own home, then you may venture out in your city, then you may move out of state, and then you start to visit other countries. But when you start to visit other cultures and you really start to, to meet other people, you realize that it's a oneness. Right, we, We're all the same one spirit, the same person. We all have the same issues. And I think if we could look at each other and when I see someone, I can see myself in them, then mm-hmm. I'm better apt to help that person and show them love. Mm-hmm. versus looking at the separation and the differences because are... we are more alike than we mm-hmm. are different
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, really and it's
0: a oneness and i think if, if if we shift it if we if we start to say how are we one versus how are we different we're gonna see a whole change completely that, I think with that, humility,
1: that part starts with humility you can't do it without humility you can't be egotistical and thinking that you
2: are it your culture is it your no, family the ego is has
0: it. to die the yeah. ego has to die
2: like like here's a relatable example to what she was saying because we, we did a video on capacity to love and we actually said this that we are all part of the same god body right so, mm-hmm. so in that body you got a liver you got a kidney you got a heart you know, what if the heart fails? The whole body fails. So right. well oh, that's not my problem.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean?
2: And the liver can't tell the bladder, oh, that's not my problem. Right. Exactly. You know, they, they all have to work in unison in, in order for that body to be whole. And, and that's where
1: we want to grow to. So I want to, I want to kind of um, c- close off and go into questions. I'm going to look and see if we have any questions or comments on Facebook that we need to uh, respond to. But I do want to. Um, say that we need to do a part two and part three to this conversation because it is something yeah uh, 2021 we need it we need nurturing we need um a lot of more a lot more understanding we need um you can't reach things like um unity and and uplift and those types of things unless we all understand this together and that we are in it together and that we need to be able to provide the solutions together so i think that was a great point um a great what do you call it, punctuation point, because we will come back. But yeah. I think that those points are um, are excellent. I definitely thank you all for sharing your books and all that. I want to look real quick and see if we have any, let me look and see if we have any uh, questions on Facebook real quick. And if so, then we are going to tackle some of those live right here with you all. I have any uh, questions uh-huh. on Facebook? Sorry. And we, and we don't have any questions that I can see right now. So what I'll do is, um, I want to see if you all have um, anything else that you all can kind of share about the glueness that you all have. Russ, what's, Russ what are uh, a couple more other things that you love about Janie and Janie, uh, vice versa? What are a couple of other things that you love about Russell in regard to continuation? Because you, you wouldn't be together if you didn't feel like you had a future together. So what are some of those things that keep you together right now?
2: I like the fact that she sees me. And when I say that she sees me, she sees who I am internally. Mm -hmm. She sees my soul. And when she speaks to me, she speaks to my spirit. She speaks to my higher self. So it's like she's never been the type to belittle or, you know, regardless of what the conversation's about, it's all about bettering and Improvement and you know the whole forward movement type thing, right? So it's like she gets the best out of me,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I posted something the other day. It was like just with her in the room, I become a totally different person. It's like <laughs> yeah, know? that's good. It's like for real because it's like she inspires me, she motivates me, she um, she's real. I'm talking about it's real and it's something that you could feel. It's not taught, you know, it's like everything that she says she does. You know what I mean? So it's yes. like you know, and at the end of the day integrity. <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't mind looking at her. She's <laughs>
0: what about you Janie (laughs) um so the question was the
1: glue right what was the question I'm sorry What's what's the glue what are some of the things that you really love about him that will keep you going that's what I was asking
0: yeah um I would say um Russell is a he's a very masculine man I mean he's a he's a manly man but at the same time he's very attentive he's very affectionate um and he, he understands who I am in his life. And that is so important. He sees the value that I bring.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and for me, that is so important because I'm not a person who, who needs validation, who right. don't need any of that. Um, I mean, when we first met, I said, listen, anything I could do to help you, I'm here to help you. And even if that's all it is, at least... I've helped you in some kind mm-hmm. of way, and that's who I am personally. Right. Um, and so he he gets the value of what I bring in his life, and that is so important for me. And because he's in his complete masculine, I'm in my complete feminine, mm-hmm. and we really balance each other, and that is so important. And it and it works in the home. It hurts. It works with our children. It works mm-hmm. with our parenting. And um, it, that's really, really important. It, it, we're we're very balanced. I mean, do, do y'all agree
1: with this? That we can we can we all, in a mature way, be um a little bit um constructive criticism of um where we need to grow as a group as a community. Do you all believe uh, and agree with um what I've said before to some people in conversation? Is that first of all, women, even though maybe the roles have changed, women are not sent here to earth to hold the, the world up. Like especially black women, we're not here to be the anchor for everybody else's being able to do what they need to do. So that balance that Janie was talking about is, is extremely important because I hear her. I hear her on a different level. I hear her not only as somebody hearing her in this interview, but I hear her on a spiritual level, energy level in regard to bring being a. Um, woman of African descent in this world. And I think that in our community, we need to get better at this, the stuff that we're talking about, because we need to have a more balanced approach to relationships. That's all most of the Black women that I know want, even those who are very accomplished. And I'm around a lot of very accomplished black women because I'm an accomplished black woman. Uh, that's who I attract. That's who I'm yeah. around. But they're not single for a reason. They're not sitting around being single. If I, if you see me, you see a thousand people like me and, and none of them are hurting for anything. I'm telling yeah. you. So
3: it's and, like... And so, yeah,
0: and I think it's, it's like you have like as as I think he mentioned it somewhere. We have to really know where our power lies. So... Russell is a man, mm-hmm. he can, he's much, he's physically stronger than me. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's gonna outstrengthen me all day long Time mm-hmm. again, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that's not where my power lies with him. Mm-hmm. I know that as a woman, there's something that I need to get in him and pull out. And so I know that in my love energy, in that compassion is where I win as mm-hmm. a woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then that allows him a soft space, right? It allows him a soft space to be vulnerable. It allows him a soft space to say these are my pains, these are my issues, these are the things I need help with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I I I do not put my accomplishments above him as a man. Right. That's not. Is is really irrelevant. Right. It's really irrelevant because everything we have could be gone tomorrow. No doubt. I know he's still a man. I know mm-hmm. who he, I know his heart. I know his soul. I know, I know who he is. So I, I would say, I, and I really want our women, our black women to understand that we're, we're so smart. We're so accomplished. We're, we're, we're so successful. We just need to know where the true power lies. Mm-hmm. And if so that's, our mean, punctu- that's our punctuation
1: point because we need to expound on that yeah in- it, it, so, yeah. Uh,
0: segment. yeah so we've been equal right we've been we, we go out in corporate and we could work like a man we could lead like a man we could do all those things but what is it what is it that we really have that that man don't have that we need to give so that we're like whoa i just gotta sit and be a flower and get the sun and get all this stuff brought to me because now he's he's doing it you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying Mm -hmm. so we have to really really get to the core there's a
1: nuance in that there's a nuance in that and that um to me i think let me tell you we can pick this back up on part two because i think it's the give and take the give and take actually creates the nuance so when you find people who have the capacity to understand what you just said, then it's easy for you to give and take. And that give and take actually starts to create a trust. And that's where to me, trust and growth and all those things that if everybody individually understands that they need to continually grow and be open to growth, then that's where you can start building um, at, you know what I mean? So we need to go into that a little bit deeper because I think people get stuck on the surface level and the myopic aspect of relationships and we not, we never get a chance really to talk about this stuff people stay wrapped up into um what they had what they did at work you know what their expectation of uh, um as a parent is when they get home and there's to me a lot of times like what the young lady was telling me really what it spoke to is that she never really gave herself time to come down from anything in in order to be able to see some possibilities you know what i mean I always describe myself as somebody who is a lover of infinite possibilities because they, you, I cannot be stopped. You can take everything away from me and I'm gonna go somewhere else. Like Jay-Z said, put me anywhere on God's green earth and I'm a triple my worth because I can start over a thousand times because I know who I am internally. I know what I bring. I know the value that I have, but everybody cannot see that. And so what she was saying in that conversation, the very limited conversation that we had is that she doesn't have, she didn't have the capacity to see outside of anything other than her everyday rigmarole going to work, feeding three children and being the, the one person that did, that did that. And so when I say um, you know, women are not here to hold the world up, we do have to find people who have that capacity because we need to have balance. Like women are not supposed to be a thousand percent everything to everybody, you know what I mean? Nor are men. Men aren't either. We're, we're supposed to be able, like Russ was saying earlier, there's always been um, an equality and more of a balance in our more ancient histories. We just don't know about that. We're not taught it. It's not our narrative. It's not in our history that we we, we learn. And so we kind of come into this orientation. And I think we can get a lot better at it. So I, I just thank y'all for coming today to be with us and sharing that on Each One Teach One with Ola Ramey. Yeah. Sano, because... I think everybody can learn from someone else. And I, I, I learn something new every single day. Um, I also wanna, before we wrap up, let them learn, let the wider audience learn where they can um, find you all's books. Because Janie, your topic is extremely important, but also after hitting some of those extremely important topics on emotions and what to do with them, Maybe you could just come on home at the end of the day and have a nice glass of wine and some food and some vibes. Mm-hmm. and then Russ comes in <laughs> with your uh, meal alchemy. You know, that whole experience is a vibe, putting it together. What I love about cooking, and I think we used to share this stuff too, is you, it takes time to chop up vegetables. Y'all know I was vegetarian for 10 years, so even coming out of that- Um, I still don't eat pork and beef, but coming out of that, you have to chop up your food. It it takes time to chop up all those peppers and onions and garlic and ginger and all the things. And so that whole experience is a vibe. You got your little sounds and your music in there. And so then, you know, also the outcome is a vibe. Who you share it with is a vibe why you're sharing what you're sharing is a vibe. You wouldn't go through that preparation if you didn't really care for the person. It
0: is. And then what we speak over the food before we ingest it in our bodies. No doubt. It's a whole, yeah, it's a whole spiritual side to that.
1: So let's do part two. Part two will go a little bit more in depth about that uh, capacity developing those capacities and I think it may get us a little bit more into your book uh Janie yeah. and it may be part three is now that we have the capacity let's go ahead and do a live vibe Russ. us why not do a live vibe with the food and all that kind of stuff on on one of these let's
3: make it
1: happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right y'all so definitely thank you so much um, hopefully people got something out of this you all uh, Facebook land um, I actually had to miss the second part of the Gramlin Jackson State game because this is extremely important information, but hopefully we came out with a win. Um, I'm sure I'll find out when I get off of here. Um, but to everybody out there, let's keep growing and learning and loving one another. Let's be able to help each other, um, you know, move through some of these levels of change. Change is not always easy, but it's definitely necessary. And um, let's just keep sharing. How can they get in touch with you all um, on your podcast, Janie?
0: Um so we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we are on YouTube, Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast, you can Google it. We're on several uh podcasting platforms. Awesome. And we actually have a podcast Capacity to Love and we go a little bit deeper on the barriers to capacity and then also how you build capacity. And like Russell said, we have our co-authored book that's going to be coming out pretty soon on Capacity
1: to Love. Awesome. So hopefully we can get y'all back to share that when it hits
3: yeah. out off
1: the press. So thank you again, uh, Russell, Bruce, and Janie Charlo. Y'all have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be back for part two.
0: All right. Y'all take care. Bye-bye.
3: All right. Bye-bye. Hey guys, all
0: right, we are back, and you just finished listening to Capacity to Love part one on the Each One Teach One podcast with Oli Remy Sano. So make sure you check out her podcast. There's actually a lot of amazing things that uh, Oli Remy is doing, and we are always so grateful and thankful uh, when people invite us on their podcast. We love to talk about the things that we love to do. Um, so that was Capacity to Love, and um, Um, As you know, Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to everything that is already within, including unconditional love. It is already there, guys, already there waiting to be reawakened within you. So, again, um, please like, subscribe, and share Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. We appreciate you guys always. And until next time, lots of love and light. Take care.